Hi there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know direct from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 18 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you'll find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take about the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. I am your host, Sarah Zarella, and we are here today with... Dan. And uh, what we're doing today is just doing rapid fire, this lightning round of tips. So throughout all of last year, Sarah and I had our, um, our running list and we just thought of things. We saw them, we thought of them, and we wrote them down, wrote them down. Things that we just see, things, things that are like always um we're always talking about or always fixing or um realizing isn't a big deal and kind of like everybody kind of goes through the same things and just like tips just to help out and uh hopefully the rapid fireness doesn't you know stress you out but it's just just fun just rapid fire tips well welcome back to wedding secrets unveiled podcast friends hello dan hello so this is our three-part episode episode two dealing with wedding photography and what are we doing today, Dan? We're just going to go down the list of like things that we thought of that we just think that are like little tips and things that you should know, really. They're just, I mean, there's a lot of little things, but it's just like kind of setting expectations and it's the patterns that we see. I like that. And kind of just, it doesn't have to be photography related. It's just little palatable tips that we have seen over the years at weddings that we just want to share with you. And they're going to be so random, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're just, this is like shot of a cannon. This is just boom, 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 boom. I like random. that. Let's just like let's just do it. Like we don't even have them jotted down. Let's just go off of of memory and what we think. Not then... even ABC order. This is just. <laughs> <laughs> so first one is a lot of these things might be kind of dumb. You might know them already, but. And but honestly, if you take away a couple of golden eggs from today's episode, then success, right? I mean, we just wanted to share with you. Knowledge. We, we're there all day. We've seen so many weddings. So this is just our, you know, real. Like, we're just going to, yeah. our real, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So first one, um, space when walking down the aisle. So sometimes there's a, a church person that kind of coordinates at the church and stuff. It's just the rule of thumb is um, a lot of times the bridesmaids, um, not always, but they come in, you know, Uh, right before the bride and I would say the general rule you might correct me but when the person the first person goes when the music kind of starts they get halfway down the aisle the next person can start and go nice and slow you should never like get up to the back of the other person so like try to almost match their pace and look good while you're doing it right and I I like that so don't look down you know, look good, smile. A, a guests are seeing you. B, mm-hmm. you're like setting the tone of the wedding. Like, be happy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the the main attractions coming behind you, aka bridegroom couple. Uh, you know what? Bouquets should be handled lower. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people want to hold the bouquet up. It, your elbow should be sitting at your waist and it should be lower. So that that way it doesn't hide your face, doesn't hide the details of your dress. So lower and don't rush down the aisle and make sure you don't crowd like you don't crowd it. You don't don't mm-hmm. go on top of each other. The photographer needs to take a picture and the guests want to see you. And actually, just thinking about this, when you leave, do the same thing. Let the bride and groom go halfway down. Next people go halfway down. I know everybody is just like, oh, now we leave. But that's where the traffic jam usually usually is, now that I'm thinking about it. So, like, just wait for a sec. You're at the altar. You're letting them have their time. Then you walk down. Yeah. And you know what? It's a lot of times it's really important because the photographer wants to get your picture. The videographer wants to get some video coverage because these are this is your ceremony. This is This is the reason why we're there. Uh, just throwing something else at you. Don't chew gum. Um, no, nobody should be chewing gum, especially in the ceremony, let alone the entire day. I, I did. I did make that mistake on my own wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I just beat myself up. I'm sitting there at the sweetheart table. <laughs> um, you're watching this beautiful speech from my father, and I'm sitting there, like chewing like a cow. Like I mean, <laughs> I, I'm. It's just like what the hell? And like, and and I'm not chewing my mouth open. It's just you're chewing. Like just don't chew gum. But you want a fresh breath. So mints. Mints. Boom. Mints. Um, another thing I just want to throw this out there is, is no matter if you're having a unplugged ceremony or not, just just silence your phones. Mm-hmm. And you and honestly, Dan, you 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 take this one. What else should they do? Their phones. Well, it's it's you know put it on. I would even not say silent. A lot of phones now have like do not disturb like completely. Right, but, but I was going to say take it out of the pocket. Oh, take it out of the pockets. Yes. So so the kind of the style of um. Suit pants is this slim style. Um, anything in your pockets, it just looks like there's something in your pocket. So it's it's an easy fix. I think you're just used to having your phone in your pocket. So you're like, oh, phone goes in the pocket. Um, jacket pockets. Right in the jacket, there's a pocket in there. Boom, phone's in there. Yeah, so gentlemen, remove anything in your pockets because there is a bulge and it just shows up. And it's just, it, you just, you, you'll thank us as far as your visual imagery will go. And then ladies, remove hair elastics on your wrist. Yep. Funnily enough, that's actually kind of hard to get rid of. Like you wouldn't think it would be, but it happened, like it's right where the your your wrist turns. I don't know. It's not the easiest. There are easier things. But I know Sarah is thinking when you are doing your speech. Oh, yes. Just print it out, make bullet points, um, read off a piece of paper, it's timeless. Uh, your phone, reading off your phone, I know it's there and it has your stuff on it. Um, it just dates the image. Imagine like people not too long ago and they got their, um, what's that Motorola one, that cell phone that everybody had, like that brick. <laughs> or like you a know flip what, phone, a razor, oh, a razor. So, so now, um, just throwing this out there, guys, I mean, even the iPhones are coming obsolete. Samsung just launched, I don't know if anybody's seen it, but Samsung just launched this phone that you open it up and it turns, have you seen this phone? It like folds out. Folds out yeah. to a screen this big, but yet yeah. you can close it and it looks like an iPhone on the top. Oh yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna start seeing those. My dad has it. Mm. Yes, my dad is up on the trend. But anyway, point is, it dates your imagery. Yeah. Have electronics in it. It just looks stupid because you look like you're reading, like you look like you're looking at a picture. Yeah. It doesn't look good. And then there's also this cast light. So thanks for bringing that tip up. Yeah, it's something you don't think about. Your screen is a light source. And now you have like campfire light under your face. And that goes for vows. Like don't read vows off of your phone. Yeah. Um, 
But speaking of phones at ceremonies, uh, the wedding that we just did last year, they did something at this wedding in the 20 years that we've been photographing weddings. I've never seen this, and you're probably wondering what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, they the And I'm just throwing this out there. Tip, take it. The justice of the peace or the priest, I forgot if it was indoors or outdoors at, a, at either a ceremony at the church or a venue. I don't remember. But anyway, he told everybody to take their phones out, okay? Mm-hmm. And he says, and take a picture of you guys. So they everybody took selfies. And he's like, and now text it to the bride and groom, right? So yeah. kind of cool, right? So the bride and groom is going to have all these awesome pictures of everybody that they love on their wedding day, a selfie, right? Right before they're about to do something so important. And then he says, now, guys, put the, that cell phone away and shut it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we all we also do that when, like, if we're doing, like, um, Family pictures or like formals or something, people always try to sneak in with their phone, and it's the worst with kids. They don't know where to look. Grandma's holding a phone. Oh, I'm going to look over there. So I usually go like, take your picture first. I kind of do the same thing, actually. Take your picture first. All right, cool. Let me have a second here. Yeah. Because people don't know where to look, and then it's um, going back to culling. Culling, a part of culling is to like, you know, go through 50 pictures of all the groups of formals, and you got to figure out who's not blinking, who's not looking, who's whatever <laughs> turn the right way but um yeah kids you know they can just they look all over the place or the parents look at the kids a lot of times that's a bad culprit you're like just look forward i'll get the attention of the kid i like that yeah yep yeah. all right also too make sure you hold your first kiss and ask your jp or priest to step out of the way when you're doing that yep you don't want somebody's head in between you guys and if you do it too quick, it's it's that much tougher to to grab it. I mean, right there. But, you know, the longer we have, the better we can get. Can I throw a, ra- a completely random tip at you? For sure. All right. Scissors. Mm-hmm. Every single person should have a pair of scissors in their hotel room when getting ready. That's on both sides. Of yeah. the, okay. Um, I can bore you with why you need it, but just know it. Well, it's like. Everything has a tag. Oh, I'll just rip the tag. Then you end up ripping something. Just yep. There's packaging you have to open up. There's threads you have to. There's tags on veils. Uh, I mean, the list goes on of why everybody needs a pair of scissors. Mm-hmm. Also, too, don't steam your dress the day of. Unless you're hiring a professional steamer, steam dress, which that's out there. We've had a podcast of that. Do not steam your dress the day of. So a lot of you guys are probably thinking, like, I don't have the luxury of doing that. Like, So if you check in your hotel room, steam it the night before. If you are traveling or you're going from one place to the another, have somebody else steam that dress, have it on a hanger. Just You just do not be steaming because it's just more, like, just humidity to be putting in the room. It's also just time consuming and you don't know you don't realize how long it's taking. There's just so much. I mean, already you have hairspray in the room, you have people in the room, it's just a really congested, just stay away from steaming. You get little spots sometimes if you like tip the steamer too much or go in one spot a little too much. Not good. Yeah, and, and also too, like your dress is gonna get dirty the day of. Just yes. just know that. Yes. The it's bottom your- is gonna get dirty regardless if you're outside. Even if you're somewhere that you think is clean, it's the bottom gets a little bit of stuff on it. And, and I, it's just something to think about. You know, you're you obviously think, oh, this dress is going to be pristine. It's just it. The second you wear it outside or anywhere, it's it's going to get a little bit. 
Right. And and you know what, Dan, like you said, it's going to get a little bit. And then there's those times where it gets completely dirty yeah. or spot. Like, it's going to happen. I mean, on my wedding yeah, day. I know. I was going to say, was, you know nothing about that. <laughs> I fell in mud. Like, legitly fell in mud face first. I mean, that's a whole other thing. But those I, little tied um, sticks or wipes or whatever, those do, those actually work really well. I know. So, you know, had those tied sticks. Dan, you always carry them at weddings that you photograph. I, I do, do too. But just know that in general, your dress is going to get dirty. Just, and here's the thing, okay? We've seen a lot. We've seen just the bottom of the dress get dirty. We've seen very minimum. We've seen it full-fledged. Mm-hmm. No matter what, if it's obviously if it's full fledged, then that's a whole other thing. And you know, I, I, I like I said, I my entire dress, I had a silk dress, it was all dirty. But that's a whole other thing. But if it's just a couple of spots here and there, um, no one's looking at your your dress in, in that detail. They're looking at your dress, of course. They're looking at you, but they're not look. They're not inspecting your attire the way that you would. And if they are, shame on them. Yeah. Right. Yep. Veil weights. <laughs> um, a lot of times here in New England, we we have couples that are getting married on the water, very windy. Veil weights. That Google them; they are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so another thing, maybe for um, the people that are wearing suits, um, if you got a bow tie, if you got a tie, maybe practice a little bit. Um, bow ties. I mean, I can take them for experience. If I had to wear a bow tie for a thing, I would start practicing. Bow ties are actually really tough to to tie especially if they're not like a clip on. I mean, I'm talking if they're not a clip on. Um, and just fun fact, I've seen a lot of people go, oh, I'm going to YouTube it on the day, which is totally fine. People YouTube it and it's um, somebody holding a tie up and they, they go, step one, they flip it over. And you're like, all right, I got it. Step two, they flip the other way. Yeah, okay, cool, no problem. So I, I'm, all these videos, step three is like, whoop, boom, and they have a bow tie. And it's like, whoa. You lost me on step three. It's it's kind of funny the way like these videos come out and you're like, I don't get what just happened, but it became a bow tie in your video and it's not a bow tie over here. And you know what? You're so right because it just don't leave it for the day of. I've seen so many men watch it and it, I mean, it's not hard, but it's just like you're on the day of I know, a wedding. The pressure's on it's a too. pressure and just, just don't. Don't leave it for the, that day. Practice before him. Also, and somebody might be like, oh, uh, Dennis knows how to tie a, a bow tie. He knows how to bow, buy, tie a bow tie on himself. Mm-hmm. Can he tie it on somebody else, which is backwards? Yes. So, something uh, to think about. Also, too, if you have Dan as your photographer, he can do this for you, but you don't always have a Dan. Learn how to pin flowers prior. Ask mm-hmm. your florist um, how to pin them and just, uh, just learn how to pin them. Uh, sometimes your florist will be there and do it. However... Sometimes they're not there at the exact time when you need them or they're setting up. I mean, it, it, all intentions are good intentions or sometimes one person's missing or maybe sometimes a lapel falls. Just learn to tie your uh, – learn how to put your flowers on prior. That's all. Boom. Yep. And it's not that tough. And Sarah, what side does it go on? Ooh. Same side as the pocket. Yeah. Same mm-hmm. side as the pocket. And you know what? What side does the garter go on, Dan? Doesn't matter. Wow. Okay. That's yep. what I was gonna say. Doesn't matter. Um, also, too, speaking. Why of are you sides, checking people's where the garters are? Well, people ask me that all the time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They ask me what side the garter goes on. Also, to your ring, you will move your wedding band. Your, sorry, your engagement ring to your other side of your hand before your ceremony. Do that right before. Don't do that during. A lot of times, us women, we're not comfortable with the ring on the other hand. It's not molded to our fingers. Just move it to the other hand right before you're about to walk down the aisle. Also, to jewelry. 
If you want to think about what side to put it on, you don't have to, but you know what? You might want to put it on the side of the hand that would be facing the aisle. Mm-hmm. So people, like get a bracelet. A, people get a yeah. little better look. Yep. Um, another thing I wanted to throw out there for you all, wind, okay? I know we talked about veil weights. Wind. If you are doing an updo with your hair down, just be – like think about wind. Um Obviously, you can't control it, but if you know if you're getting married on on water or on a dock, it's going to be windy. Yep. So just I would I would stay away from your hair down. Yeah, and another thing is if it's windy, you're and you have a veil, like the veil is going to get pulled by the wind, um, depending on how big it is. Um, one of the tips that I would say is have your hair person really like bobby pin that in, and if you can't do it, like if you have to travel or something, have like. A maid of honor, somebody be like, hey, hair person, how do I do this to like make it super, super um, stuck on there? Um, and another thing we hear a lot is um, like when it starts getting windy, the the veil feels like it's going to go. So we'll see brides put their heads on their on the top of their head. And if it's really secure, it won't. It feels like it does, but it doesn't. Right. And also to going off a veil, kind of like you said about the bow tie, please figure out how to put a veil in before and I know that you're most of the times a hair or makeup artist will put the veil in but you need to know how to put the veil in because sometimes it will come out or sometimes you'll take it out or want to put it back in if you know if you're traveling in a transportation so there is a certain way it doesn't just go down the yeah. comb goes down it goes to, you have to flip it around go up and down and I know it's very hard to understand that if you're listening on air so just google it or ask your um, your your dress designer or wherever you're getting your dress just just you should know how to put a veil in and it should be you and also somebody else in your bridal party yep totally um another thing that maybe people don't think about is just like googling when sunset is um especially later in the year sun goes down really early and if you're looking for sunset shots or if you um golden hour yeah golden hour is that that time right before sunset is the best time um but I mean, people that get married um, in um, New Year's Eve, sunsets real early. Yeah. Know? So yeah. sometimes you gotta you gotta be be okay with okay. We gotta go inside for pictures or you know because it's just it's night it's nighttime. Yeah. So like you said, I mean, just understanding your day and sunset will just really understand the expectations. That also goes a lot too with think about your weather. So clothes, right? Hot, cold. Think about the time of year that you're getting married in. I mean, if you're getting married in um, a very warm, hot time of year, don't overdress the your, your bridal party and yourself. I mean, a three-piece suit or darker colors or a long sleeve dress, it just probably is not appropriate. You're just going to sweat. And vice versa, like if you're getting married in a very colder time of year, making sure you have layers and garments to keep people you know, appropriate appropriate attire for right. the for the because there's plenty of things like with sashes for for um, people who wear dresses and you know the option to take off your jacket, right? So you know, Dan, let's take a quick break and when we come back, we're just going to keep firing tips off like this. You're going to get fired and fired on <laughs> as soon as you come back. <laughs> I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. 
And now let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So before the break, Dan and I were just just giving you guys some random tips before we kind of keep going down the like, well, not a list, but just down the mental checklist of just some random stuff. I wanted to let you all know that Dan and I have some free downloads on our website. They're called uh, they're on the freebie page. They're just some free PDFs. They're there for you. A lot of this stuff that we're talking about is on there. So, you know, just head over to our website underneath freebie page and have fun. We have things about how to pose. We have things about what to bring to your wedding day. We also have um, freebies. I'm just trying to think right now. We have freebies of... I don't know. We just have freebies, okay? So just <laughs> free stuff for you. All right, go ahead, Dan. Hit me with another one. Um, so you're going to want to have a list, at least in your mind. Uh, it's better if, I mean, we ask, you know, what are the must-haves. Um, but other things like it, it helps to just, you know, think about it for a sec and say, you know, wait, all of my college friends are going to be here. I should tell my photographer that, you know, later on in the day, like later on in the night, um, would be great to get everybody together. A lot of times, uh, it's it's actually like an insider trick that um, DJs actually love that. Because if they go, oh, all the, um, half the, half the guests are the college friends, they go, you know, make an announcement. They say, everybody come on to the, the floor and take the picture. And then everybody's on the floor and they jam right into some awesome song and they got everybody dancing. That's such a DJ thing. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we, like, we like we a group shot. Other. We help about. each other with that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So like definitely having a photographic must have shot list. Like just mm-hmm. do it. You should be, honestly, you should be not be leaving anything by chance the day of your wedding. Um, which also too, don't overschedule your family formals. Listen, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you it the way it is. Okay, <sighs> sorry. You are going to have photography exhaustion. Okay, you're gonna have center of attention exhaust exhaustion. Most people do not like to be in front of the camera. Most people don't like to be the center of attention. If you are someone that loves both, you will still have photography exhaustion also too you might not have the time so be very particular about your family setups because it is your wedding day and you want these pictures they're super super important but think about and be very smart with the combinations like for example i'm not saying that this is what you have to do i'm just coming like coming off my brain right here let's say you have a set of grandparents there you can do couple with grandparents each each person with one set of grandparent. You can do you know grandparent generation shot. You could do siblings with grandparents. I mean the list goes on, right? But okay, here's the reality: we don't have time to do all that. And also, too, is your grandparents going to be able to stand that all time? So maybe just everybody with grandparents, or maybe just you know whoever's grandparents it is with them. Just again, like see what I mean? Like you can do com- you can get what you want, but maybe in one combination. Um, so another one would be, um, so if, you know, I mean, this can go for, for, um, you know, brides and grooms. Um, if you're getting, getting ready photos done, um, have a team mentality of, Hey, if the bride is getting ready over here, let's all kind of clean up over there. Mm. Maybe a little bit. Um, I know it's cool. Like you want to have mosas, you want to have this and that, uh, stuff is everywhere. Clothes are everywhere. Make it so like there's one corner. That is kind of clean. Yes. So 
Be, like you know, I love that. I I always say that we're professional furniture movers because we're yeah. moving stuff. But listen. Please have – I love that, Dan. That's good. Please have an area where you're getting ready, not just for brides, couples to grooms, just clean. And if you happen to be somebody who has lighter colors, so sometimes it is the ladies or the bride, um, you really need to be getting ready where the makeup was not done. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times your makeup artist is chasing the window light, which is what your photographer is going to really want. Mm-hmm. You really need to have a clean space. So – you're never going to get rid of that residue that's been sitting there, air, like, you know, um, foundation, airbrush, or just foundation or powder. So wherever you're getting your dress on should not be where the makeup artist is doing your hair and makeup, that, that like, corner. Um, Dan, I also wanted, speaking about makeup, I wanted to talk about makeup. Um, oh, go on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, leave time for your hair and makeup, okay? So what I mean by that is... Um, whatever time you think it's going to be or your makeup artist tells you, just tack on an extra like 15, 20 minute buffer. That actually goes for everything. Wherever you think you're going to travel that day, whatever it really does take you, just tack on extra time. It's your wedding day. What's the worst if you're early? What's the worst if you're early being dressed? So many things can happen that are unpredictable. So just leave an extra buffer in your timeline. It always takes longer to get somewhere. I know we've said this a lot before. Um, it's 15 minutes down the road is a lot longer. I know we were, uh, I think, I don't know how many years ago this was. You were definitely there. We're like, at the place, everybody's on the trolley. We're going to go somewhere else. Me and Sarah are there. And where is everybody? Oh, where yes. Is everybody? They went to the liquor store. They went to the liquor store. They had to go to the liquor store. I mean, yeah. I mean, why <laughs> not? But I no. guess, you know, you... <laughs> stock the cooler beforehand oh that was that was bad too because that um yeah so like (laughs) so so pit stops like that right really affect your wedding day in a domino effect because dan and i we had a certain amount of time that we had to do their list of pictures and then the venue had to get them in and here's the thing like the venue has to get you guys in to execute their intros because therefore the kitchen is being executed like like when i say like the the kitchen has to bring out dishes that either hot or cold like there's so i am not even going to burden you with that but just like dan said like let's not do pit stops (laughs) <laughs> like like random unless it's unless it's timelined. If yeah. you if you want to go to the liquor store on your day of, or we've had people that like make stops for like where they've met or something like that. Right, right. But if we didn't know about it, it's kind of a waste. Oh, well, no, not a waste for everybody. But we would have loved to photograph that. So keep everybody in the loop, maybe. Also, yes, yes. Also, too, time. Right. If you want to talk about time, if you're underneath a limited time. Um, if you are not planning on having any type of receiving line after your ceremony, do not hang around because guests will come up to you. Or like mm-hmm. if you're not planning on going to cocktail hour, do not go into the area where that, that it's being served. Like you need to get away because it's just all it takes is one person because they're so excited to see you and they just want to give you hugs and congratulate you. Uh, but if you're on a time constraint and that is reserved for another time later on in the day to greet and, and you mingle with your guests, please get away from that area. One thing that a lot of people do is cut the cake. And um, there's a lot of ins and outs and what have yous about that going into cutting a cake. Um, you always want to cut the bottom. And um, you want to cut basically like a pie-shaped piece out. So you're going to go in, down, the other side, down. And then it would be lovely if the piece came out like a perfect piece. It never. So don't worry about 
your piece coming out and it's going to be like just the frosting and some crumbles. Um, maybe a good tip would be like, don't think you're just going to do a sliver. Cut a bigger piece, take it out, and you don't have to eat the whole thing. And but it'll come out a little bit better. People like to go, oh, well, I, I just want a little sliver. And it's that's even harder to take out. And also, too, like you said, you don't usually want to cut the top because usually people say that for their anniversary. And yeah. the bride feeds the groom first. Okay. And sometimes I've also seen where part of the cake is like um, – not filler, but like it's like, oh, we didn't want that much cake, but we wanted another tier. So it's like kind of like a foamy kind of thing with like frosting over it. Um, get the heads up from your baker about what's what layer to cut. I've seen that before where people mm -hmm. go, this is a plastic thing. Yes. Here. <laughs> yes. Some people have um, the fake cakes and because obviously you have the sheet cake in the back and whatnot. Uh, so totally random too, Dan. They, if you are um, have a photo booth at your reception, make sure you go into it. So many couples Definitely. do not get a chance to go into something, and that goes for anything. Like if there's something that you're getting at your reception or your wedding, and um, like whether it be Dell's or Sunday or I don't know, like and and you know you want to enjoy that, you sometimes get so wrapped up in the moment. So you just want somebody to be aware that that's something that you want to partake in. So maybe like your point of, your point of contact, your maid of honor, your best man can just remind you to do that. Um, it, you, you, you'll be surprised you will get wrapped up in your day and you might miss a certain hors d'oeuvre or you might forget to get the signature cocktail or you might forget to go in your photo booth. So if there's something that you're planning on your day and you want to make sure you see it, uh, just tell a point of conduct. Co I mean, contact. Point of contact. The other thing is, you should never be the point of contact for the day of the wedding, and you should never leave anything for the day of the wedding for decisions. There will be stuff you're going to have to decide on the day. Um, it, I mean, if you get to get married and you don't have to decide anything the day of, perfect. But don't plan on deciding anything. Um, another thing I was thinking of, Dan, is. People need to have their rings with yep. them um, uh, with beforehand. Yep. So when I say that, meaning like all three rings. So both your spouse and you, your wedding bands and your diamonds. So that way, as a photographer, we could take pictures of all three. Prior. Prior. Because you're all going to go to the ceremonial location. That's where the time where people don't have to see each other, but they do the handoff. Now the rings are in the proper place, but they want to start where... Uh, uh, the bride is. Yeah, and also too, it, you know, you can always have a runner, like somebody come and get the rings and bring it to you afterwards, but you just want to be able to have your photographer do all three. Another thing is to, is if you're self-conscious about any part of your body, like your arms, don't get a strapless dress. I, I, I mean, you know, I'm sorry. I, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, Certain dresses emphasize or de-emphasize certain things. And um, obviously, I hope you go to a place that has, you know, somebody who doesn't push a dress on you. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely things that you should feel comfortable in your dress. Yeah. <laughs> and also, too, always have a rain backup plan no matter what. So for pictures, for cocktail hour, for ceremony, just have a rain backup plan pre-planned. Again, going back to originally what I was telling you, you should never be the point of con. Uh, you know the point of conduct I can't, I can't even pronounce that but like if it's time to execute something you should have a plan um, also too and speaking of plan detail appointments a lot of times you all want to do your final detail appointments with your vendors sooner than the vendors 
can. And it's not that we're trying to be difficult. It's just that every vendor has a certain timeline of when they want to do your final detail appointments. Your vendors should always be there for questions. But like I know, for example, with Dan and I, we don't do our final detail appointment till about three weeks before because we don't want things changing. There's a reason and there's a method to the vendor's madness. So just be considerate of what your vendors need from you. It doesn't mean you can't ask things along the way, but a lot of times final detail appointments, you just have to be closer to your wedding day. And if you're trying to plan out how long you need coverage for, um, a good like rule of thumb too is, I mean, for us especially, maybe not everybody, but photographers uh, will say like, hey, you know, once dancing starts, we need around an hour and a half to two hours of dancing. After that, it's the same people dancing, it's the same people um, drinking, there's the same people at the bar, and kind of the same thing happens after a while. That is excluding if you're having some sort of send off, then you need somebody, I mean, if you want it covered, you need somebody until the end of the night. Yeah, and also too, like if you're having like a special guest or a surprise performance, like Some obviously. Do sing happy birthday or, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and like somebody's with, birthday or something. We had a wedding where Cher impersonator was showing up. We have some weddings where like. Santa came to yes, one. Yes, there was one. That's, and then our culture, dancers. I mean, yep. but what Dan's talking about, and it, it's like if it's just having a party and having a great time, which is the majority of what you want to do. Like you said, like an hour and a half is good for dancing. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, Dan, how about, too, speaking of, you know, timelines and whatnot, locations. So you can't go to all these different locations for your photos if your timeline doesn't allow it or your venue. Like a lot of times, especially in this area of the country, there are some venues that like the venue itself has a ton of spaces to cover. Like just throwing some names out there for people who are local, Blythewall, Glen Manor. Yeah. These are venues. Oh, Aldridge Mansion. Mm -hmm. These are venues that like to cover the grounds itself yeah. is a lot. So talk with your photographer about what the key areas are because you mm -hmm. might not have time to do it all. Yeah. And also too, just like locations. Like some people might want to leave to go to another location. For sure. Yeah. And making sure that location is, you know, good. Um, sunny days, wide open places maybe aren't the best. Sometimes if there's a little tree coverage, that's really good. Um, certain people, I mean, certain people like to go to, you know, Breton Point. Very windy, very windy um, to go there. So your hair might not make it out of there alive <laughs> if you got down hair. Um, yeah, and, and actually some some places you you might think is a public park. Some of them you, Ooh, need, a, you yes. need a little permit. Yes. And it's really not hard to get them. Some And some are more expensive than others. But there are certain parts that are public that you can go to. Um, there's also a, par a park in Newport um, that's very nice right next to the water. It's got a basketball hoop. People could be picnicking there. Uh, I don't know. Somebody could be laying, uh, sunbathing there, playing basketball. You know, just be ready for that kind of thing. Awesome. We actually incorporated it one time. We there's did. Basketball. And then they were like, we both play basketball. Let's play basketball. And that was, I, that was some fun stuff that you photographed. I like that. That was that. really cool. Yeah. The other thing is, too, totally random, but that's what the name of the game is over here. Um, whoever's putting you in their dress, they need to be dressed first. So a lot of times your hair and makeup artists will say, we want the bride to be last, um, to be them to be fresh. Sometimes that's not the ideal. Um, yeah. We need the bride sometimes before into opening up her card or her gifts, and we want yeah. her face to be beautiful. And also, too, there is sometimes um, we can't put on your dress if we don't have whoever's putting you in your dress dressed, right? Yeah, picture it. So you're getting in your dress, and, you know, your mom, your uh Maid of honor, they're in um, sweatpants. You want them to be in their dress, you know? Yeah. And you know what? Ultimately, let it go. 
Like, like you know, when the planning is done, it's it's your wedding day, and you know you can sit here and you can read the books, you can listen to all our podcasts, which I hope you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but ultimately, it's your wedding day, so let it go. And um, on the day, have a magical time. Try do do all the prep work, but once you're there, turn it turn that off, which is probably hard to do, especially if you're like a planner type or something like that. Actually, you did that very well. Thank you. I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy that you said that because as as you were talking, I was actually giving myself a pat in the back because everybody says that to me. My own yeah. husband says that to me. They yeah. were surprised. I just being how my personality is and yeah. that I'm in the industry. But here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you guys can take anything from the show, that's why you weren't thinking about chewing gum because you were so out of it, out of my element yeah. in the moment. Like, but here is the thing, though, right? Um, if there's anything you could take away from today's show, and I hate to say that, like, I don't know how else to say this without saying it. You just need to let it go because at the end of the day, it's your wedding day. It doesn't matter what happens. It, that's that's just, those are your stories. Like we talked about earlier. Like I fell in mud. Like I'm sorry, guys. Like I legitly fell in mud. Like I my dress is ruined. <laughs> my daughter will never be able to wear it again. I mean, it's preserved in a box, and I can pull it out, and there's a stain. Like it's like there's pictures of like mud on me. But I, you know what? I didn't care because that was my story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, I'm mar- I'm still married. I'm having a good and old time. And everything's good luck, right? <laughs> if if you fall in mud, that's good luck. Yeah. If it rains, that's good luck. That's good if luck. A, a, a bird poops on your dress. Good that's luck. Good luck. You know, you're late to your ceremony. That's good luck. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I I can't tell you enough. And if you are the type of person that you think that you're not going to be able to do this, you need to set time in your timeline yeah. to pull away from your wedding day and then regroup. We've seen that happen a lot where people have asked us, and sometimes we're actually with them. Um, they've said, like, we're gonna set like 10 minutes for us just to go off yep. and have a drink with each other. And all they're doing is just regrouping. And, and we yeah. tag behind them and you know keep our Zoom lens on and stay far away. And sometimes they just go off on their own. Actually, yep. in the Jewish- uh, Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Go ahead. You well, I don't it. know what it's called. I f- well, I I, in the Jewish culture, they, pe- there is a, a word, and forgive me for not remembering it, but oh, for those listeners, either. you can yeah. write in or you can Google it. They actually go off. And back in the day, they used to consummate their marriage, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Now they're not actually doing that, but they still take that tradition and do it because it's their time to be alone after the ceremony. That's such a good tradition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to remember what the word is. But yeah, you have a lot of people that you've been talking to and planning with. You have a lot of people that want success for you. And I I always think that like having the right attitude on the day is really important. It's like kind of knowing when to delegate. If you want a glass of water, you don't need to go in and, you know, like ask, ask people. There's a million people there that all want to make you happy. You know, oh, I really want to put my flowers in water. Give them to somebody and say, put these in water. They'll do it for you. Ooh. Before we go, because we're not going to do a wrap-up question today just because it's so random that we did this for you guys. But you know what? Flowers and water. Okay. So take your flowers out of the water and and dab it with a towel or paper towel before you hold it because it will drip. And and, and granted, it's just water and and the spots in your dress will dry. But no, you don't want spots because like usually it's throughout the day you are taking pictures and video. Right. So flowers get dropped off. They're in water. Take them out of water. When you're going to use them, have a towel. Just dab them, because obviously, like Sarah said, the first thing you do is put them against your chest and that, or your <laughs> your belly, I guess, and water goes on there. 
Yeah. So listen, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. Dan and I just wanted to fire off a lot of different random tips for you all. Thank you so much for listening. And what we'll do is we'll have Dan and I's information on our episode show notes, which you can find on our podcast page, which is at sarahzarella.com backslash podcast. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoy this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.